myself again. Welcome to the family with LA Nick and Andy Bernard. Catherine and Alex are at a uh, at a horse thing. It's a nice day party. for it. Oh, it's beautiful, out, man! It is gorgeous outside, right? I just went for a walk. As a matter of fact, it was wonderful. Yesterday and this morning, it's spectacular. Yep, no doubt about it. We'll be right back. Uh, special guest up next with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders when your business banks with us, you're not training in a new, inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Now, is this Doug? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Oh, for Christ's sake. I hate giving him uh, credit for anything. You know <laughs> what I mean? A guy could play a guitar, though, I will tell you that. Yeah, he's a good guitar player. Ladies and gentlemen, available everywhere, available on Amazon, of course. The regenerative life, transform any organization, our society, and your destiny. 
Carol Sanford, if you can transform our society, I will love you forever. Yeah, I oh, good. I wondered how to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> can you transform it to, like, Mars or something? Yeah, Mars. <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Unfortunately, I don't do it for you. You have to do the work. I only show you how. I, that's all I need, Carol. I need a good... So I was raised by my mother and my sister, so women have told me what to do my whole life, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> Great. Well, what do you need to know first? Uh, How I can watch the news without being annoyed, and it doesn't matter if it's left news, right news, in the middle news, they're all driving me nuts with their lying, Carol. So I agree with you, and I do talk about that in this book. Good. We talk about learning to see the essence of what's going on, like go to the heart, don't get caught on the outside, and guess what the essence of the media content creator is? It is about learning to parse truth yep. and find hope. So you have to change what you listen for. Okay, well, yeah, but, but I, Carol, the thing about it is right now, when I hear somebody condemning whether I don't care what your skin color is, and I'm not going to drag you into a long discussion about this, Carol. Oh, good. But I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, black, white, brown, uh, yellow, red, whatever you got cooking, how dare you take an entire group of people because of their skin color and say they are horrible, racist human beings? Oh, they're painting with a paint roller. It's the most... <laughs> yeah, and so that's what I call working on the surface, where we all get in a pissing match with each other about what we think. Yep. Rather than saying, what should, if you and I were going to sit down and talk and say, what would a real dialogue be about... It would really be about finding where hope exists exactly. that can make us be able to work together. That's what I look for. Ms. Sanford, do you think all this violence in America now is because people are beginning to give up hope? Uh, I don't know about all this violence, but I do think that there is a tendency to get hooked. I call it become reactive to whatever's happening, and we can't see past what the the surface conversation is to the person that's behind it. I don't Mm. think we're taught how to do that. I mean, in my family, I was taught to get even. And so get (laughs) even meant find out what they're wrong about and I can get at them. So I don't think that's a source of violence. I think it's really our inability to see what people are really trying to achieve, not what they say. Carol, the one last thing that, that I would say about this whole whole deal is I just um, I watch people. I have I still have great hope. I've trusted people to the point, Carol, where it's really hurt me. You know, even financially, it hurt me because I've had really good friends steal money from me. I want to believe that people are good. I want to believe that they want to do the right thing. But man, when that dollar comes out, you better get out but, of the way. But that's where we live. Yeah, that's the state. What yeah, are so you, let what, me what's, throw a thought in here. Okay. I believe that all of those are capability issues on the part of people. See, the thing I see is not people who are trying to hurt me or they're bad people. Mm-hmm. I would say the way we raise children, the way we do schools, we don't teach people how it is that they can learn to see something different than what's on the surface. And that ability to see what's behind it is really, they don't have the capability. The people who hurt you, most of them don't mean to, are 
even if they do, it's still for me an issue of missing capability, you know, to know how to engage. I mean, I watch my children growing up, and what I would always look for is not what are they doing, but what can they, what do they not have the capability to do, and that's what I work on building. Yeah, that's that's terrific. But they they have to understand, do they not, that that's what you're doing. Will yes. they automatically so do it? To me, it can't be a secret. I can't right, be manipulating right. my children. So when my kids were young, and they're big grown adults with their own kids now, I would always ask them to pick a project in the house and to decide how they wanted to do it. And I would use that time not to correct them, but to help them learn to think about how it is you figure out what the right thing is to do. I built critical thinking skills. And, and personal reflection. Can you see you? Can see your own reactivity? But I always told them, we had Sunday night dinner meetings, and I always said, so here's how I'm thinking about this. Here's how I'm working Ooh, on it. Like what it. do you think? So I wasn't in charge. All I was doing was offering capability like um, an educator. I think it's wonderful. You know, Carol, they're, they're, and I won't give their whole names. It's not necessary, but... I would consider myself pretty much a centrist, and I have a very good friend named Chad who's very liberal, and I mean very liberal, and I have another friend named Mike who's really conservative, but I love them both. They're both great guys. I get along with both of them. I don't have to agree with either one of their politics because I don't agree to the extreme politics of the left or the right, but I agree with some of the things they say, and they're my friends. Yeah, uh, and... Again, what I say there is you're learning to see the person, not the politics. Right, exactly. That's exactly And that's right. what this book that I wrote was about, and a lot of the conversations are, um, are about. We're all in the process of getting better at being good citizens, at being better at being good humans. And if we assume people are fixed in where they are right now, we're going to have those arguments you were talking about. If instead, yeah. Chad, you look at him, and I forgot the other guy's name already, Mike. but you just say, this is what they're on their way to. This is where they're growing. This yep. is who they are uniquely. If I relate to that, I'm going to have a whole different conversation. And that's what we do. I, I want to like people. I don't want to go, oh, I hate everything you do. And it, yeah. I don't need it. I, it's too much stress in my life. <laughs> I agree. And it worries your blood pressure. It isn't even good for you or them or no, our nation. Not. No, yeah, and, and that's the thing that I love that you just said, Carol. Our nation, I, I look, I, this country is a fantastic country. Uh, I, I don't... I don't know many racists. I gotta be honest with you. They talk about this person being racist, that person being racist, blah blah blah. I I can't name one person that I would call an overt racist that I even know. I think I've met one in my fifty-seven years. There you go. That, uh, p- well, pure racist. So what I would say is, all of us have some racism in us. Yeah, I sure. do. Yeah. And I had to learn to see it because it was invisible to me, and I find it a slightly better stance to instead of thinking that no one is to think, well, you know, we all grew up in a way that we're imperfect and Mm -hmm. we're working on it, but we all have something in us, including some views of other folks that are not whole yet. But it doesn't make us a bad person, and that's where I come down. It makes us 
just on our way to learning to see things better. What do you, what do you think of that? I, I think I think too, place where you grew up and where you live are a big factor in yeah. it too. Yeah. I, I grew up in Philadelphia, which was always every every race possible was in Philadelphia. It's just the way it was. Right, I mean, right. so you didn't really see race like you saw race in somewhere like here in Minnesota. Right. Because Minnesota didn't have any other races except Norwegians, Germans, and Swedes well, for a long time. Would, yeah, but, yeah, but for, did, for a long yeah. time before that. You know, where, where do you reside, Carol? Well, I, now I'm on the West Coast, but I grew up in Texas in I'll, the Panhandle in say I was going to say South Texas or one of those places. I was going to guess it before I asked you, but I didn't want to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't offend me. I can only offend myself by how I listen to you. You're not in charge of my offense. I love that, Carol. I love that statement. That's a great statement. But yeah, you still have you still have a little bit of twang going. Oh, I do. And if I talk to one of my relatives, it gets much worse. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But you know, here's what I think is about capability building. If we can learn to listen to ourselves, to me, if I'm going to work on shaking up racism, and by the way, I do. It's a part of what I do with companies and mm-hmm. university students. I teach them more about reflection. Can you see why you're thinking what you're thinking? Can you see why you're doing what you're doing? It's it's called learning to be aware, but learning to be conscious. And if you do that repeatedly for a few dozen years, it doesn't come quick, you will undo most of the garbage that you put in your own head and borrowed from society, and in my case, family. But we don't do that in schools or as parents. We don't build this capacity to see how we're driving our own thoughts. God, I love it. We're talking to Carol Sanford, ladies and gentlemen. The book is called The Regenerative Life, Transform Any Organization, Our Society, Your Destiny. Uh, I, I Look, any positive news anybody gives me right now, and then when that positive new, news comes from a smart person who knows what they're talking about, makes me feel even better. There is hope, and I do a morning show in town as well, Carol, and I talk a great deal on the show now about how much I love my wife. I love our son, our daughter, our grandkids. I love my friends, uh, some of my coworkers, not all of them, but some <laughs> of them, you know, um, I focus on, look at all the wonderful things. Today is a beautiful day in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Carol. It's 72 degrees. The sun's out. Took a walk. That's the kind of stuff I want to focus on. And if I can help somebody, I will help them in a minute. So I want to add something to that. All right. I do believe that's true. You know, sort of the idea of you focus on the positive. To me, what I focus on is the uniqueness, the essence of each different individual. Mm -hmm. They're not generic. They are each specific. And I teach managers and companies if instead of creating generic standards and competencies, if you create a way for each individual to rise and it will change their life, but based only on their essence, what they're about. Mm-hmm. So you talked about loving your kids. I, that's fabulous. They are each very different. You do not have two children who you would say, be like your sister, or be like your brother. Oh, you want right. to say, be like yourself. That what will enrich what you just said about looking for the positive is looking for the specific essence and relating to that. Now, that feels like a love. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. Matter of fact, Andy, our son, is the engineer on this show. Our daughter, Alex, is usually here, and my wife's usually here, but they're at a, a horse show today. Ooh. 
So, but Andy is here today, and we were just, uh, Andy, we were just talking about how our family, you know, we tell each other we love one another all the time and living together. But, but I will say one thing, Carol, you brought this up. Our son Andy and our daughter Alex are nothing alike. Right. It's they're nothing alike at all. They're they're very few things. You have a few things in common, don't you, Andy? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, but not many. No. And then there's me. And then there's L.A. Nick, who's the biggest weirdo ever born, Carol. I mean, you're a complete My mom weirdo. always told me, be yourself. Right. Always. Exactly. She always told me. None of them were like you either. Not only did she tell me, right. be myself, but she said, you can be anything you want to be. Right. And you know what? And she was right. I did. I, I did it. My, I did life my way. I'm, I'm still doing life my way. I'm 57, but I'm still doing it my way. I've never conceded. <laughs> Yeah, I always say don't borrow other people's ideas and don't bother, uh, borrow other people's way of doing. Oh, I agree. It's really important, but think how poorly we do usually in helping, and I don't know your family, but most families have kind of standard of how the kids are supposed to be at certain yeah, ages. Yeah. You go to school and you're supposed to read by this age. Well... They found that when kids are not expected to read by read by certain age, the pressure goes off, and they learn to read earlier because they learn oh. to read their way. <clears throat> right. And the idea that we make things generic and then categorize people as the good ones and the bad ones, the uh, advanced and the remedial, is, I think, what ultimately will go back to your question about leads to violence. If I can't find my way in the world, my place to contribute, as your mother said, you can be anything you want to be, but only if it is starting from you. And I work to try and help schools. I run programs for educators, for managers, for parents. And this book has nine different roles, helping people learn how to help others find that unique essence and that contribution. That'll make a really much better world. You know, I like, uh, you talk about preconception, things like that. I'd also like to talk about perception, if you, if you don't mind, for like two sure. minutes. Uh, Disney just put out a new movie. It's called Luca. It's uh, about two little kind of sea monsters in the ocean just off the coast of Italy. It is a great movie, and here's why. Here's just one of the reasons why it's so great. The little sea monster boys in the ocean, when they get out of the ocean and walk in the sun, they turn into little boys, little human boys, right? Yeah. And nobody knows who they are and blah, blah, blah. But it is revealed in the movie that these little fish are swimming around in the ocean and they look up through the ocean up into the sky and they see the sky and the stars. But they don't think because of who they are and uh, their, their perception, they think that the sky is a different ocean and that all the stars are fish swimming around in that ocean. I love that the fact that their perception is wrong, but they don't mean for it to be wrong. They just think it's it's just another ocean, just like they are. I, I thought it was a brilliant point. It is, and it teaches us how. If you think about over the decades of what we've learned, and I think about what my perspective or worldview is now, and what it was 20 years ago, yep. and what it was 20 years before that, and I'll just tell you how old I am soon, but. If we can come to understand that our work is to help become aware of our perspective, our Mm -hmm. paradigm, our worldview, 
And again, we don't teach people to do that. I do that in this book. I say, here's how you can work with kids. Here's how you can work with employees, with colleagues, with partners. And learn that you're often you're upset with each other is because you're actually seeing something differently and assuming the other person is wrong yeah. when really you have different perspectives, neither of which might be right. But we don't give the capacity to do this whole idea of perspective frames how we interpret. Learning to do that is one of my life, life's piece of work. And so I love you want to work on perspective. Yeah, no question about it. I didn't like the movie because it took place in Italy, where you know LA's family's from. But other than that, Carol, <laughs> can't wait to be back in Italy. When are you going yeah, there? You going September? September. He's going in September. It, I was just talking about Italy this morning. It is a magnificent place, especially the that. people don't realize the eastern seaboard of Italy is is the best part of Italy. Yeah, a lot because there's no tourists there. Right. It's it's real Italy. It's still Italy. You know, the rest well, of it's Well, and tourist. have you ever noticed when you go off to places like Italy, I work all over the world. I've traveled all over the world all of my life. The minute I come back into the States, I can see my perspective. Yeah. And the minute I enter a foreign country, I'm suddenly aware of my worldview again. We don't... No, we notice that we feel different when we're in Italy on the East Coast. I know it. I loved. I worked in Italy for ten years. I don't notice until I leave the milieu, the context that I'm in, that it is framing my perspective. See, That's, I think again, the, we have to help people learn to see that. I think I'm the opposite. I think Say that, more. I, I'm the actual opposite. I think that I get my perspective when I go back to Italy. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I'm saying, too, okay. is that you can suddenly now see your perspective, yeah. but it also is framing. But it's out of our awareness, usually. You probably uh, have made note of it and probably made use of it. Hey, I am gaining perspective, but we don't do that. I used to say I'd love to take every kid in the U.S., and particularly black Africans when I was working in, uh, black Americans when I was working in South Africa, mm-hmm. because you can begin to see and differentiate tribal differences and oh, God, yes. story. And, oh, my I, God, it's so amazing I, to go to a new place. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm also an avid traveler, and I, I tell people that complain all the time, I say, let me take you to a country and oh, leave you there for oh, 30 yeah. days. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been to countries that... You have a perspective of what it is until you get there, and you're like, "This is the worst of thing I've ever done in my life." And and, and after after and you're stuck. You're there. You know, you made a commitment to be there for tw- 14 days or, or longer. And God, I, I mean, I went to North Africa and I made a commitment to stay there for a long time, and I hated it. Yeah, I hated well, it. Well, and again, that's something you have to work on because you, if we, I've done that too. As I say, I've worked all. I worked in very dangerous places, and a lot of it is I have to ask, how am I going to interpret this? How I'm going to relate to it? Because if I'm reactive to it and I stay stuck in, oh my gosh, this is misery, then I can't even gain the opportunity for me. And I bet you shifted to doing some of that. I did. I, I, yep. <laughs> I, I, it took me a while to get used to smells. 
nice. We don't have yeah. the smell. Well, it's big. It's a big issue there. You have to get used to different smells. We don't have yeah. that in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. It, sometimes in inner cities, you do you know dirty places, but I'm talking bad smells: yeah. death, yeah. death, yeah. rotten food, urine, everything. Yeah. It smells, man. And you to get used to smells, yeah. especially when you're in in a, in a bigger city in in a, in a fourth world country. It's pretty rough. People still yeah, throw their buckets of, of uh, waste out the be. window. And again, if we're raised to be mindful of how we're interpreting and affecting it, we will grow in this situation. If we don't, we just reinforce our inability to see that we don't know everything. Oh, it definitely changes your perspective. If, if I, tell, I can tell when I meet someone if they haven't been anywhere where, except for where they were born yeah. and lived. Yeah, wow. true. And it, you can see the ignorance, hear the ignorance in the way they talk. P- change, traveling the world can definitely change you as a human being. A hundred percent. it depends on how you do it because I do know people who have worked traveling but all they did is reinforce their view of something. Right, so right. I, my point in this book and in my life is only if we learn to reflect and notice how we're influencing it, how we're taking it on, can we really make use. And that's how you live a regenerative life. You become in charge of your own impressions, your own way of seeing, and your interpretations. And then you have choice. I'll tell you another experience I had that was actually very surprising to me. I made a decision to volunteer in a trauma department for, wow. one, for one year. And I did it 20 hours a week for a year in in a serious trauma department. And it was a bad negative experience in my life. Not because of the trauma and seeing people in bad situations. It was because of the people. They were crappy, man. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They, yeah. They, were they were able just, to use that crappy experience to really grow yourself, though, in the process? I don't know. I, I think it made me not like humans as much. I, <laughs> well, I don't think, see, my point is I don't think anything makes you that way. I think events, the worst ones in the world, I've lived through some really traumatic uh, events. I was terribly mistreated as a child. I have so much courage because of what I did being punished sitting in that closet and having time to think. I worked on me. I am an amazingly strong person, but I could have just been crippled like my sister was mentally. So I think we have a choice, and I'm listening to you. I think you made more use of it then you're owning up to Well, I, I, I can say that words don't hurt me anymore after that experience. Okay. All right. <laughs> See, there, there you go. Yeah. Be- because the people, you know, when you're when you're in a trauma unit, it was a lot of gunshots and stabbings and oh, yeah. a lot of gang members. And they're just not nice to you. Even though you're trying to help them, they just weren't nice to you. No, and- I've worked with uh, gangs and I've worked in an emergency rooms. So I, I know what you're talking about. And- Lots of opportunity for work on self. Yes, and, yeah. and 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 you took it home with you. I took it home with me every day. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's not. It wasn't a good experience for me personally. Right. I'm not. I'm not. Don't regret I did it. But I did. Uh, after that, I stayed home with my horses for like a month. <laughs> well, horses <laughs> are really healing. I, I grew up with horses too. They they never judge you. You can no. get cleaned up from that. Yeah. 
Um, we need to take it. Carol, can we have you for another 10 minutes? We need to take just about a two-minute break. Can, we, can you come back for about 10 minutes? I can. I'm right here. Carol Sanford, ladies and gentlemen, the book is available everywhere. Amazon, of course, The Regenerative Life, Transform Any Organization, Our Society, and Your Destiny. More with Carol right after this. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fish and ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan's Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan's Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Carol Sanford. The book is called The Regenerative Life Transform Any Organization, Our Society, and Your Destiny. It is available on Amazon. Matter of fact, it's available everywhere. I love this line, and I just, uh, I've been reading it over and over. It's, it's included in the descriptor. The regenerative life will teach you to see your personal and career grow, uh, roles differently, stripping away all preconceptions of how it should be done, understanding what your role is at its core, and building yourself back up to become something new and innovation, so grounded, inspiring, resilient, it can change the world. I love that descriptor of the book, what it's all about. Preconception is, is a real problem. Perception, preconception. You have to understand them both, don't you, Carol? You do. Uh, and we were having a lovely conversation about that. I thought I might give you a trick about how to do that, a hack. Um, most of us know 
that sometimes we're stuck in something we can't figure out how to do it with our kid, with an employee, with somebody you're trying to talk to on the radio. What you can do is ask yourself, how would X do it? Like, right. how would Aristotle? How would my dad? How would Jesus? How would, you know, whatever it is that you put <laughs> in your mind, it will lift you out of your perspective. This book is about finding nine major perspectives that can guarantee to help you move beyond where you're stuck. So, yes, I think it's a, that's, I, I'm glad you like that line because love it. I love it also. It is, it's, a, it's exactly how I look at life. Do I know everything? No. Is my conception about everything, my preconception about everything right? Of course not. I think that might be my problem. I don't really look at life anymore. You know, we don't at all. That's not good. No, LA. that's not good. I, I just realized. I just realized as you guys were talking, because I'm thinking about like the, what I've been doing. I'm like, I kind of just am pretty narrow, focused on micro things. Yeah. Well, you're keeping yourself safe. I think that might be what it is. Yeah, I spent a lot is. of time with my horses. I spent a lot of time with my horses and a lot of time with Italy. But that's it. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what you want out of your life. I mean, one of the reasons I put the subtitle Change Your Destiny is at some point, I know when I was a child, I used to have these big, grand ideas about what I was going to do. And, of course, most of those didn't happen. But over time, I began to really see what would be amazing to do, what I thought was mine to do. And... Learning how to be able to make that happen in the world has made my life rich and meaningful, not narrow and confusing. So I, I may work for you, but I would say for most of us, we kind of want something bigger and meaningful out of life. See, I and already that, did big. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I did big for like 30 years. I'm, I'm done with the big. You don't want to know what that means, well, Carol. I'm about to be 80 years old, and I ain't done. Yeah, that's good. It's yeah. more big, and every day I still have a body that I can do something with. I am going to keep working on me and figure out how to do that. That's my philosophy. That's good philosophy. I think it is great, though. You're 80, so you're 80 now or about to be 80? About to be. About to be 80. Yeah, well, and I've written many books. I run three podcasts where I publish wow. magazines, and all of it grows me. Yep, it, yep. It does make a difference for other people, but I don't know. I just feel like I still have more to do, and until I uh, can't breathe, have no breath above ground, I'm going to keep at it. You know, Carol, but I do go ride horses too. Oh, so okay. It's you, not like a trade-off. That is a good thing. Yeah. Carol, after talking to you today, it's really going to help me because I've had a problem uh, the last couple of years. Well, pretty much since the pandemic kicked in, I've had a real problem with people not finishing their work. They'll do it, but they'll never complete it. They'll never finish it, and I have a huge problem with that. And basically, what I've learned in the last hour from you is. I can do what I can do, and if you don't finish your work, even though it causes me headaches, I can only do what I can do, so I have to accept that, right? I think so. Yep. I call that the T-do work, you know, do re mi fa so la, do re mi fa so la T, and never to do. It, I, I think learning how to do that T-do for yourself is the important work, and maybe yep. others pick it up from you. 
God, that would be so nice. I just if you could just finish the job, yeah, it'd be wonderful. Make it happen. <laughs> LA says it's not going to happen, nah, Carol. You don't know who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a lot of fun. Well, I love, I love life, and I do. Honest to God, Carol, I love life. I love doing interviews. You're a very smart person. Eighty, by the way, is the new sixty, so it's not that old, yeah. Carol. I agree. I ain't done yet. <laughs> Well, you know, you've always been a tough kid when you were in Texas. Were you a tough kid in Texas? I was. My grandfather yep. called me a positive contrarian, and <laughs> it got me in a lot of trouble because I kept seeing perspective of the world differently than my parents and my church, my teachers. But as my grandfather always said, keep figuring out how you're going to make something useful of that, not to argue, not to hurt other people. So, yep. yeah, I was a tough, I don't know, but determined for sure. Well, that, that uh, determination is a toughness, and it's a good toughness, as a matter of fact. Being determined, there's nothing wrong with being determined at all. That's, the, that's not the number one thing, is yep. being determined to yep. get where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. I now call it personal agency, right? It's like, whatever's in me, I am out there to do that, but not in opposition to others. But it's a way to see a path one can follow. I think it's wonderful. When are you going to go? Are you going on a book tour as soon as this COVID crap gets over? You need to come to town. I, you know, I used to come to the Twin Cities a lot. I love your part of the world. And if I can figure out a way to do that, I would be there in a heartbeat. You got to come up, Carol. You got to come in studio. Carol just Stanton. don't go to downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, just don't go to downtown <laughs> Minneapolis right now. It's not a good idea. Okay. Again, the regenerative life transform any organization, our society, your destiny, available on Amazon and everywhere. Carol Sanford, thank you for your time today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, good, hat, good guest. Uh, great guest. Yeah. Carol Sanford. I'm going to write the degenerative life. <laughs> yeah, the degenerative life. I, I do love... No, she I mean, had some good points that I've never heard before. Points. She had great that, that I've points. never heard before, though. Yep, like, I agree. Pretty good stuff. <clears throat> I like to read her book. Talking to her for the last, you know, forty-five minutes really taught me because I've been struggling with it. It's been a bitch for me going. Would you please finish your work? Come I, on. I've man. been struggling too, man. I, <clears throat> I haven't told too many people, but I, I've been in a total funk, man. But I don't think it's this. Co- it's not nothing with COVID. It's just the mess that we're in. I know. In this city, well, the our city of, is just in a mess, it man. Is, yep, it makes me right. sick every day. You're I mean, when little right. kids are being shot for nothing. Uh, Did you see that little girl that covered up her? Oh, no, I watched the whole oh, thing. Oh my god, it's heart wrenching to watch that. It, I can't believe they didn't get shot. I can't. I, I mean, either. The guy shot so many times, and they're right there. They could have got away twice, but for some reason, they just didn't go the right nope. way. But yeah, it's just it, it makes me sick to my stomach personally. Like I personally feel sick I from know. all of it. She laid right across her sibling to protect her sibling, yeah. and was willing to take a bullet for her. Oh, was a brother or sister? I can't brother. remember. Brother. Is a brother? Yeah. yeah. She was what, like ten, and he was eight, something like that. I think he was a little younger. I think she was eleven. He was six. Eleven maybe. and six. Something, eleven like, and that. Six. Yeah, something like that. But it's just, amazing it's a, to watch. I mean, they're going to get candy. It's just a heartbreaker, and it that's is. not an isolated incident. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, no. we have so many kids dead just in our city of Minneapolis. 
I just love the fact they're now going, you know, maybe this cop thing might work out. You stupid bastard. Uh, no. We told you that a no, year and a lady, half ago. A lady on CNBC yesterday saying all this is still the cop's fault. Oh, my God. Who's that, Joy Reid? She's a barn burner. <laughs> yes, it what was. a psychopath that woman is. Yeah, it saying, was her? No, it wasn't her. Oh, it wasn't but her. she's okay. still saying the cop, it's still, it's the it's, this proves it's the cop's fault. How? Because they're, 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 what they do is is not doesn't work. So you take the cops away, it gets much worse, oh, it's gonna but it's get the cops' wor- It's going to get worse. Well, it's going to get a lot worse. You see cops cops are quitting every day. They pull an ambulance up, and people jump up on it and start twerking. I, don't, that, I was dumbfounded by that. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it. a man just lost his life. Right. An ambulance pulls up, and all these girls start leaning against the ambulance and twerking. Twerking. What, don't they? I mean, one of them got up on the hood and started I know, twerking. but don't they feel bad that this man just got killed? <laughs> You'd think. They have no respect don't for care. any human life. They don't care. Any, it's me, 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 more me now. That's all this is. And, it's all and about me. I'm telling me. you, this problem's deep-rooted, man. It it's, is, yeah. It's, and, it, it, and I hate to say it, but that – we share a lot of common problems with the world, but that problem's only the United States. Well, this problem we have with that, that whole situation is, is this is not about race. It's not about white people being racist or black people being this, that, or the other thing. This is about money. It's all about people making money off of our differences. And, you know, I say it all the time, but people don't want to admit that there's a gang problem in the city. Oh, we have Jesus. people. This is a fact. There's over 400 separate gangs in the city of Minneapolis. 400. 400. Not yeah. members, gangs. Gangs. 400. I think there's 402 to be exact, but there's over 400. But yet no one talks about that. We don't have a gang task force. I know. We used to. Yeah. Long time to. ago. Though. That was a long time that ago. That was a long was time ago. Pre Ryback. Right, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the RK Ryback yeah, or whatever. RT Ryback. R- RT Ryback. Yeah, they they got rid of the gang task force and drug task force that said they were corrupt. But that was in the nineties, man. He's another guy, by the way. RT Ryback, when he ran for mayor, called into the KQ Morning Show to ask for my endorsement on the air. Tom, I'd love to have your endorsement. I love blah blah blah. blah. Gave my endorsement. Never heard from him again. Of course. Dean Phillips. Oh, Dean Phillips came on this show. Terrible. This show and asked me for my endorsement. He does not represent the people of Minnesota. Gave me a big hug. Haven't talked to him since. He never will. These people are disgusting. Yeah, he is. They're both of them. Well, he he was born a millionaire. 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 Yeah. Yeah, He was born a millionaire. Never had to work a day in his life. He was adopted. Never had to work a day in his life. I know. And and you would think, if you go out of your way to come and ask me for my endorsement, you might be a bit grateful if I give it to you. And I'm not saying you should have kissed my ass or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But you could be a little grateful. He votes party line, man. Well, it's so easy to do. Being, see, I could never roll party line, Republican nor Democrat, because I don't like enough of either one Ooh, of them. Joe Manchin's not. You know, I like Joe Manchin. <laughs> My <laughs> kind of guy, right there. I like there. him too. He's just a normal old guy. We've talked about this before, and it is very, very true that Minnesota, and I always qualify it because I do love Minnesota. I was born here, raised here. I love it. I live here because I want to live here. But the the fact that Minnesota will not be nice to you unless you kiss their ass it's, bothers me a lot. It's the it's I've never I've lived a lot of states. Minnesota is its own man. It's, oh, it's total ass kiss. You is, kiss my ass, or I don't want anything to do with you. Yep. You got to suck up to me, yep. and I won't do it. I, know. I won't. Do I didn't it. either. I mean, but you get Jesus. a lot of hate for doing not doing oh, it. Oh, do you ever? Especially if you become successful. Oh, that is much worse. They they tried. Well, they ruined my voiceover career. Yeah, they tried. Destroyed it. 
It, it's just absolutely disgusting that, 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 that Minnesota is the way it is. That is the one thing about, once again, I, I just love saying this. If you're really that nice, why do you have to tell me you're nice? I don't know, but I remember I, remember I got a call from Twin Cities Live. And they we want to do a we want to do a spot on you, like it was a long spot, like ten minutes, and uh, is so, that the Channel Five deal? Uh, no, Twin Cities Live. I, think they, I forget what channel. What, I thought it was Channel was it Five. five? I Maybe it was Channel Five. I, don't know, yeah. I did so many of them, but they wanted to do a big spot, and so they do it all, and it's big production all day, and. Then it never it, it just gets, it gets canned. Oh, you just, threw it away. No, they can't. That's someone, what I mean. Someone, they threw it away. someone came in and said, "Oh, you can't have that. Can't have that." So I called up. Was talking. Who was it? Oh, I was talking to Larry's uh, Barry's event. The weather. Oh, man. sure, yeah, right. I, I said Barry, you know, I did this thing for for Tennessee's uh, Live, but they never aired it. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, yeah, I spent all day. They spent took my whole day, right. and they, but they never aired it. And he got on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and start yelling at somebody, and it was aired the next week. Oh, was but it really? It was because I didn't kiss go. their ass. Absolutely, it is. I didn't suck up to you them. You didn't man. suck up to them. You they don't like that. They kiss their ass, or they ain't gonna do nothing. And and I didn't have any agenda. Nope. I was the, I was promoting downtown. The downtown council did a did a contest. Take a pick with Ellie Nick, win a thousand bucks, and it was to get people to come downtown at the time. And it was huge. People, yeah. I yep. got I had yep. thirty some thousand pictures taken of me. Jesus. And, and people still showed up? What a job. And a cop won it, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, Minneapolis police officer won it. I don't know. I, I, just, I do see signs of hope, though. I, I watch the news now, and people are going, we are not going to call Christmas a day off. We are yeah, not going to call back. Martin Luther King a day off. You, you, you want to know why? The only reason they're fighting back, though, because you mess with people's kids. Oh, they yeah. Putting up oh, with oh that, yeah. Man. So that's right school that. saying we're, gonna, we're not calling these holidays anymore. We're not calling this Christmas. We're why? not calling this Easter. We're going to call them days off. Well, once you start messing with people's kids, yep. they're going to fight you tooth and nail. I you don't mess with mama bear with her cubs. You know, it's one guy, too. It's one guy has been pushing this for like 10 years. The guy's a psychopath. Well, probably trying to get laid or something. Isn't I think that's, it, most of that stuff, I think Soros is money. Oh, it is. Yeah, George Soros. Yeah. Oh, that pig. What is his story? I don't know anything about him. I just know he's some billionaire. He's a billionaire who wants to control the world. It's not enough just to be a billionaire. I have to control everything on two. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Americans. Americans are greedy pricks. We are oh, very we're, greedy we're people. We're definitely a greedy country. There's no doubt about that. Wasteful and, and greedy. <clears throat> and there are a lot more of them, uh, them out there. But, yeah, this whole thing, everybody keeps telling me, yeah, what about this race thing and that thing and the gender? And the... Explain something to me. Andy, I need your help with this one, too. There's a certain syndrome that people can get, and I believe it's a heart condition, if I remember correct. Uh, Savannah Guthrie was talking about it on the air, and it, they, it was called the Grinch syndrome. It's actually not true. <clears throat> What's not true? That it's not true. The the Grinch syndrome does not give you a smaller heart. Oh, I know. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's <clears throat> a myth. It's a myth. Man. Okay, but but here's the question: It was called the Grinch syndrome, correct? Correct. They no longer call it that because it was misogynistic. Well, what, I, no, what's I misogyny think, I think, about? I don't. I, 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 I know the story. I think people that had, it's a common disease, it's initials. I forget the initials of it. Yeah, it's like STPO yeah, or it's something. Initials, it's POTS. Yeah, POTS. Yeah, POTS. Postural Orthostatic people, Tachycardia Syndrome. people had it. Isn't that amazing that I spelled it backwards? Instead yeah, of POTS, I spelled yeah, STOP. You did. You did. Like, that's you weird. Dyslexics. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So I think enough people have this disease that they were offended by people saying it gives you a small heart. 
and they fought back against it. What does that have it. to do with women? Well, because women are the most people to have it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, but, it's but most you common. Can't get it. It's very, it's very uncommon for a man to have it. Oh, okay. It's women See, it didn't and, say that. In the yes, article. women and young children. Okay. But enough people had it that they were, they were like, that's and it, what it was. It was a question on Jeopardy. It was a hit right, on Jeopardy. It was, yes, it and was. they said, you yep. know, that was a, enough, enough people were watching Jeopardy, and they said, yeah, that's bullcrap. I have this disease. It doesn't give you a small heart. So a lot of people complained about it. That's what but they saw. They, they they went after her because it was misogynistic. Well, whoever printed that doesn't know the story. Well, there you go. And that's <laughs> the what story was. I, what people, did I just say? People, the news. Yeah, the news. They lie. People were offended that saying it gives you a small heart when because a lot of people it's a common disease for women. Oh, because they said in the article they were mad at Savannah Guthrie for being misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Somebody that so whoever, it's just a lie. Whoever wrote that lied. I just Jesus, I'm so sick of the people puking up their lies on a daily yeah. basis. I can't even tell you. It, 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 would you stop lying just oh, they so have you can to. make they, money? They, they can't. They have to. They have to lie. Oh, <laughs> God. It's really hard. They have man. to. They have to make everything sensationalized negative. I watch the national news, whether it's Fox. It CNN, doesn't matter. Whatever. They all do it. They all do it. Yeah. Every one of them. They're and incredibly arrogant. You have to. Well, CNN is very. Arrogant. Oh, you have God, to well, take so it. Fox. Yeah, so it all depends who you're watching. Yeah, you, that's true. You, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And just say, does that make sense? No, it doesn't no, make sense. it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I'm not believing that one. Does that make sense? Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I'll, I'll, I might think about that. Right. So that's what you have to do. You have to take it all with a, literally a grain of salt. Yeah, because, no, you're right. Yeah, because they all right. lie. Everybody lies. But what I really like is the Fox people sit there with this very confident look on their face. And the CNN people sit there with this very sad look on their face. <laughs> they all, they've taught them how to all look sad or confident. Yeah. It's like, you were instructed to look like that. I could tell by the way you're holding your gaze mm. that somebody told you to do that. Just the words that come out of some of their mouths. I oh, just, God. I, I, just, I, I hate to say it. and I said this a long time ago and got attacked, attacked on Facebook. That the, the media right now is the enemy of the people, man. There's no question it about it. They just are. It They're the enemy of the people. They're against us. Well, there's nobody they in radio, not, television, or newspapers that even talk to me anymore. No, they're not telling us the truth, man. Yeah. They're, they're all getting paid to lie to you. Yep, they Period. are. Period. It's exact, and I don't care enough to lie about it. You know, I, just I think about this all the time. You could have done that. You could have went the far right way and been propaganda machine that you, you could have done it you were in the position to do it but you didn't do it no i guess because you that's not who you are but you could have been a liar and pushed been a hard right propaganda machine show or left yeah but either one yeah but at one time you you know people saw you more right yeah they did right. and you could have went that way you could have been a big you know, you know the, why the, that the happened? next big Republican oh, radio God, person. No doubt about it. Well, I was offered two. I was offered WNEW in New York and KLOS in Los Angeles. I mean, even recently, Rush Limbaugh passed. You could have filled that void. Yeah, you could have if you wanted to, but you, you well, could have lied about all of it. You could yep. just lie just to get paid. I know that's how they are. There's no question about that. We got to take a break because uh, we want a few minutes long in the first one, so we'll take a break here. Come back. We got another hour coming up in just a few minutes with the family. <laughs> 